It's Carmita, and welcome to Missing in the PNW. Oh my gosh, guys. It has been a crazy last, like, two to three weeks for me. Um, I don't know how it's been for you guys, but I've had one thing after another come up um, with, like, first-term finals, starting second term of college, um... My daughter, which I told you guys, um, she's okay. She had a little tiny, like, sprain, tiny fracture. She only had to wear a soft cast for a week, but she's okay. And then, I don't know if you guys can hear it, because I definitely can, but I'm sick now. (laughs) Um, I'm really congested. It's not COVID, thank God. Uh, Just a head cold. Um, But I've been like this for almost a week now. So... Bear with me in my weird voice and all of my sniffles. Um, I wanted to give you guys the two episodes that I promised you. So if you're listening to this one, it'll come out regular day, Wednesday. Um, The second episode for the week should be up sometime Friday. Um, But I'll keep you guys updated. So, oh my gosh. You guys are amazing because... I thank you guys all the time for everything that you do, but really in the last like month, I've had so much more viewer engagement or viewer listener, you know what I mean? Anyways, um, I have people like messaging me, telling me uh, about different cases. I have people messaging me and telling me like info they found and you guys are so awesome because you guys are out there researching these cases as well. Like, hopefully I caught your interest. You want to get these names out there. And you guys are doing that. You're looking it up. Um, so, you guys, I just want to tell you again, like, I couldn't do anything without you guys. You guys listen. You guys um, interact. And, I mean, as hard as it is to do these cases... I'm glad that people are actually paying attention and noticing and looking out for these missing persons. So that is awesome. So today's episode, oh gosh, it's crazy. I'll just start with that. It's crazy. Um, There's some, there's a lot of talk. Um, There's a lot of locations. There's a lot of, like, trying to figure out who's who. So, I don't know if I ever told you guys. I know I told you guys I had migraines, but I don't know if I ever told you guys that I have ADD. So, I take medications for my ADD. Um, And any of my listeners, if you have ADD, you know what I'm talking about. I get sidetracked really easily. Um, That's probably why I go on my little rants. Or I um, see something and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Let me look that up. So I've done that a couple of times in this case. Totally random stuff. Um, But when I do that, just bear with me. So the case that we're going to be talking about today is of Mary Ellen Johnson or Mary Ellen Davis. Um, I believe Davis is her maiden name. So, Mary Ellen was last seen on November 25th, 2020, when she was supposed to meet up with a friend to get a ride out of town. 
So there was a CNN article that I found in where they talked to Mary's sister, Jerry, who stated that Mary and her husband was living with Jerry in her house. And in the months prior to Mary's disappearance, Jerry says that Mary just wasn't herself. Something was off. So she said that, like, she really wasn't responding. Um, She barely answered her phone. Text messages, she didn't go back. Just really odd behavior. The first geography lesson we're going to do is Jerry's house was in Cedro Woolley, Washington. Now, that's, like, super far north in Washington. It's literally probably... I would say an hour to get to the Canadian border from there. So it's like really far north in the Pacific Northwest. So one day, Jerry said that Mary just packed up and moved. No notice, no anything. She just kind of left. She went 40 miles south to a place called Marysville. Um, Marysville is not that far from Seattle. You guys hear me talk about Seattle a lot. It's just north of Seattle. Um, probably like, I would say half hour, maybe to an hour. Um, but it's not that far. So, the day before Mary went missing, she actually was reported to have uh, gone to the Tulalip Tribal Court. Uh, Mary is a uh, enrolled member of the Tulalip Tribe. So she went to Tribal Court to t- try to talk to somebody about getting a divorce. Uh, it was reported that she actually didn't get to talk to anybody because there was nobody available. Um, but she talked to like a security guard. So the security guard saw her. So then um, this is kind of where like things get really weird so Tulalip is about three and a half hours from my hometown of Portland um it is located on the Tulalip reservation which is in the Puget Sound area of Seattle it's like just north of Seattle and they have about 22,000 acres of land so if I'm going to recap again, she went from Cedro Woolley, Washington, to Marysville, Washington, to Tulalip, which ultimately Tulalip was where they had said she got missing. So she was um, supposed to get a ride from her friend. So this was this was like really weird to me because there's so many people involved in this case that like, I literally had trouble figuring out, like, who they all were and how they all played a part. But there's a lot of people. So try to stay with me. Um, If you guys, like, figure out anything or if I'm not making sense, like, let me know. But there's – it's a lot to cover. So let me just try to go through it as best as I can. Mary was estranged from her husband. Last time that I said she was seen was the 25th of November. Well, it took – According to um, Mary's sister, Jerry, it took him, like, what is that, two weeks after she was last seen? She didn't officially get reported missing until December 9th. 
It was also reported, which I couldn't confirm really, but I don't even know how you would really confirm this. But it was reported that after her strange husband had um, reported her missing, he actually left the state. Where he went, I have no idea. He just apparently is not in Washington anymore. So that's, I guess, red flag number one. And then this is kind of like, where things get very complicated. So Mary was last seen walking along a fire trail road, which is on the Tulalip reservation. Um, So this is where I'm going to like, I totally looked this up, has nothing to do with the case, but per 3M magazine, fire trail road was made exactly for what it sounds like. Basically, the firefighters had trouble getting back to, like, where wildfires were, so they carved out this road to make it easier for the firefighters to get there. So, hence, fire trail. Um, Also, it's rumored to be haunted, which I like paranormal stuff. I don't know if you guys do, but, yeah, I thought that was just interesting that she was on this supposed haunted, like, road. So, anyways... Here's where it gets weird. There was a warrant. I have no idea where this warrant is, how this warrant was brought up, but there was a search warrant. According to the Daily Beast, they did an article. So Mary's estranged husband apparently took her to a friend's house, which was on the uh, northern part of the Tulalip Reservation. That friend is the one who took her to the tribal court to get legal advice on the divorce. There was another person that stayed with Mary and that friend, I guess. Um, And then he was supposed to take them to a church the next day. So she was supposed to meet a different friend. I think that's like three different people now. That um, was going to actually give her a ride to Arlington, Washington. So, I guess there was some disagreement that the other guest had with um, the friend that Mary was staying with, and he didn't, like, want to give that person a ride. So, instead of getting that ride to the church, they ended up walking. Um, The friend said that they were supposed to pick her up at the church, but did not find her. They said that um, somebody did see her walking along that fire trail road. The driver said that Mary had sent a text um, that she was almost there, like almost to the church, but she never showed up. The other friend said that while they were walking, he went somewhere else and Mary was walking by herself. He's like, I don't know what happened to her. I went somewhere else. We were walking together, but she left. About an hour later, this is this is where, it, like, things get weird. Before she disappeared, there was, like, that text, those text messages. An hour later, there was a cell phone ping in a tower in Osto, which is east of Arlington, where she was supposed to go. But, again, she never arrived. Then later that night... There was a uh, cell phone ping in Marysville, 
which is 25 miles from Oso. But still, nobody had talked to her or seen her, apparently. The next morning, her phone was just off and nothing ever happened after that. Again, everybody is like, this is the one thing that I hate about these cases because technically she went missing on the Tulela Reservation. That's what they're saying. You guys hear me talk about this all the time. There's so much complicated stuff that happens because one person is saying this person's responsible, this person's saying another person's responsible. So the Tulalip Tribal Police would be responsible. Then if she went off the reservation, then whatever city she was in, they would technically be responsible, but not really. It's why it's just so confusing. It's so annoying because I don't care who's involved. Like somebody just help. The missing person, like they obviously can't do anything for themselves and they need help. So I don't understand why people are like, I don't want to do it. It's your job. No, I don't want to do it. It's your job. It's really annoying and it's really childish. Like just help. It's just like weird because all of these people that I talked about, everybody like it seems like there's multiple people that know something. There's multiple people that were involved. As much as they say that they don't, they weren't involved. I don't know. It's it just sounds like there's a whole bunch of people involved and different locations, and that's what really, really, really makes this case so complicated. That's really all we know. We know there's like four people involved. We know where she supposedly was last seen. Uh, supposedly her strange husband fled the state. I can't really give you anything else, but this whole thing just feels so weird to me. And I wish that I had more. Like a lot of these, I I don't. So the other thing um, that I thought was interesting was Mary actually has a... Uh, tattoo it's a sunburst tattoo that's on the upper part of her right arm so i was curious like what what's the sunburst tattoo rather than like a regular tattoo because me and my little sisters we all have matching tattoos um that has a sun a moon and an eye and it has like a completely different meaning that people wouldn't really think of well the sunburst in particular can hold like spiritual or religious meaning um, it basically represents the sun, sh- the sun shining down on us and giving us life. Uh, so I thought that was really interesting. And it's um, a lot of natives have, you know, natives are connected to Mother Earth. Natives are connected to they have we have a lot of spiritual um, beliefs. So I thought that was like the perfect tattoo for her. It, everything just made sense. So I did look, and Mary is in NamUs, um, so that's good. We have a little bit of information on there, and she is in that system. Now, um, there's actually two different people who are, I guess, actually involved now. So the Tulalip tribe and then also the FBI. Um, the FBI got involved because there was an order, um, in Washington to start a missing and murdered, um, indigenous, like, uh, task force. So I don't know how much they've done, 
there's supposed to be in Oregon, this other like law that went into effect, but it seems like these things are happening and nothing really gets done after that. I think at this point, everybody can stop blaming COVID. Like I get two years ago when it first started, everything was weird, but you can't keep telling me that nothing's happening because of COVID. We're just past that point right now, in my opinion. So this task force, Apparently, this task force is um, on Mary's case, but I just don't know what they're doing. So, hopefully, they're doing something. So, Mary's described as, of course, being Native American. Um, she is, like I said, an enrolled member of the Tulalip tribe. Five foot six inches, 115 pounds, with black hair and brown eyes. So, not only does she have that sunburst tattoo that I talked about on her upper um, right arm, she also has a scar across her nose and a birthmark on the back of her neck. Uh, the Tulalip tribe is actually offering $50,000 for any information leads to an arrest and figuring out what happened to Mary. And, of course, guys, you can always remain anonymous. So, contact the Tulalip tribal police at 360 360- 716-5918. You can reference case number 20-3063. So 20-3063. The Tulalip Tribal Police have actually said in a statement that they have a list of persons of interest. Now, not suspects, but a list of persons of interest. A list to me is like more than three people. So, like I said, there's a lot of people involved in this case, and somebody knows something. Somebody heard something. Somebody saw something. Again, we talk about this all the time, guys. People don't just vanish off the face of the earth. Something happened, and somebody knows what happened. Again, the smallest little detail call, report it, see something, say something. Do it. You got options. You can also call the FBI. Um, they're offering a $10,000 reward. And you can reach them at 206-622-0460. So, again, I'm going to um, post all the information, um, all the websites that I found um, on the show notes and then uh put up mary's picture on the facebook page um and i mean let's do some more digging this this case like i was putting this case together and i'm just like there's way too many weird things going on with this that something's got to give like it's just too many coincidences like i said too many people involved we just need to know literally what happened look out for mary uh call the tulalip tribe call the fbi call the police i don't even care where you are call the local police like somebody has to do something so next week is uh thanksgiving which i don't know if i told you guys i think i did but i don't celebrate um because i'm native i'm gonna give you guys an episode the day after which is native american heritage day so, I'll give you the regular episode. Next week's episode is going to be, I want to say, very different um, than episodes that I've done in the past just because it is in a whole new location. 
and I will explain then. Um, everything will make sense next week. Until uh, then, guys, remember, have fun, but be safe.